Movie Hour, episode 111, December 2nd, 2010. Spoiler alert, following our programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Morgan Freeman WikiLeaks Prosecution Movie Hour. Today, I am proud to say that I'm Greg Maloney, and I'm proud of our entire crew here at the Gunga Pit Studios. The whole group is here, the whole party. My brother James, James is here, everybody, and all 13 interns. And uh, I'm a, everyone, please, please join me in welcoming back our favorite person under 150 pounds, Jeff. Welcome I weigh more than 150 Jeff. pounds. Oh, bubble burst. Thanks. <laughs> oh, so didn't want to. Um, Oops. Didn't want to bring that up. Yeah, noticed I I wasn't uh, in town last week. Said I couldn't do the podcast. You guys were all, oh man, that sucks. The podcast won't be any good without you. We can't even do it. Then we I got, got online. That's what we said in we emails. Said, well, we said it and then I got edited out due to time constraints. Yeah, and uh, I went online and and I saw that the, there was a podcast posted and I you know I thought well you know I drink a lot maybe I maybe I teleconferenced <laughs> in I. I I don't know. Turns out that in a in a in a Shakespearean twist, you got my best friend Josh to stab me in the back. Your brother in arms, really. My brother in arms, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Stab me in the back. Which is also interesting spot and doing an awesome job. Yay. We need to get him back on here when I'm on here sometime so we can just have forty minutes of straight laughter. <laughs> It, it it did go pretty well. Josh did doing a pretty good job. Um, and to go along with the the tossing you to the the, the side of the road, um, I didn't realize it till afterwards. Uh, listening to the show as I study every show meticulously afterwards, um, that Josh had claimed uh, Mark Wahlberg at his boy as his boy, and I'm pretty sure that was your boy, Jeff. Before we gave him away to Josh, I'm pretty sure we we pegged Mark Wahlberg as your boy, and uh, then Josh claimed him, and we didn't care. We're just like, yeah, sure, take him. We don't care. It's not our boy, but I think he's your boy, and I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you, you want like, to. You send me away and put my kids up for adoption. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to fight over him or not, but um, yeah, he might be worth it. Mike Wahlberg, you know, Marky Mark. He's got a lot of a lot of things going for him. He did that awesome. Uh, never mind, Jim. You sound like you you have something to say. Uh, no, no, I, I'm, I'm holding my tongue uh, um, for mysterious also, reasons. I'm sure. Um, the the Family Feud episode, which we keep bringing up, which uh, for the new listeners, I guess we should mention, it's it's the show that will play during the Christmas week because we, we actually won't be here for recording because we have uh, a lot of important things to do on Christmas, a lot of important things. And we uh, pre-record it at an earlier date and then release it as a fun little episode on Christmas, or at least that week. And we're going to do the recording soon. Haven't pinned down a date yet because we're all pretty busy people. Jim apparently is like going to Disney World for his tenth time or something. Um, Can we at least about network scheduling or something? Network scheduling. He's got to work. <laughs> yeah, whenever I do go do something stupid, we make up a good reason <laughs> for it. Jim is going immediately to gets out as a fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, okay. Jim's going down to work with our uh, ABC affiliate. How's that sound? How's that sound? Um, well, it sounds a little too late is what it sounds like. Damn it. Anyhow, uh, 
trying to pin down a schedule so we can figure it out. Try, trying to get in on the weekend at some point between that and there's some California trips involved, a lot of, a lot of Hollywood trips here we got to do. So as soon as we get that date, we'll put it up on Gunga. If you're really interested, it'll probably be on uh, gungapit.com before we actually get it to the next podcast. Um, sometime during this week, we'll figure it out. Uh, haven't been able to pin everybody down and question them thoroughly to figure out what the situation is. Uh, if worse comes to worse, we're cold calling people. Yeah. Code. Hey, we're doing it now. Get online. Um, yeah, it could work. You might want to leave your phone number online. Uh, if you could just post it, yeah. you know, on Yahoo or Facebook or something, we'll call it. Facebook would be an excellent place yeah. to post. Post your phone number on Facebook. Just open up your profile to everyone and we'll find it. Uh, <laughs> sorry, beer time. So uh, we're also going to need social security numbers. This is true. SSN, SSNs for uh, the cool people. Um, yeah, so. I, it's hard to it's hard to go to this topic. It's sort of uh, tough on everybody. I, uh, we're not going to be doing a, a Hollywood hoopla today, although there are, there is a big piece of news that we are going to discuss, and it's that uh, legendary, amazing, um, stoic. What else can we throw out there? Let's see. Serious, serious, serious is good. Serious is good. Um, serious actor, comedian, genius. I wouldn't call him, I guess, comedian's not, that wouldn't be the word. Um, but Leslie Nielsen passed away this, this week. Uh, yeah, November 28th, uh, due to complications caused by pneumonia. Pneumonia is a tough thing. Jeff almost died from pneumonia. It's true. But, uh, I believe he was what, 78 or something like that? I think it was like 84. Uh, he was something like... 84. 84. Congratulations. Confirmed. Um, so, and, of course, he was a friend of the show. Uh, as, as all of you guys know, he actually sponsored an episode, which, get ready for this. This is really weird. So he died on the 28th. He sponsored an episode on the 27th of November of 2008. So, a little weird. Another situation. A little weird. The, the movie hour, incredibly... <laughs> portentous <laughs> we know what's gonna happen we don't always know we know but we know yeah um a little weird and uh yeah some, something to think about and it, that was actually also the episode we talked about joaquin phoenix's last movie so this this is just bizarre beyond all belief something we have to deal with um i don't know like do you want me to say a few words first or did somebody else did somebody want to step in and say something when um when greg called me <laughs> And asked me to write the eulogy. Which no, wait, I didn't ask you to write a eulogy. All right, did you write a eulogy? Because I didn't ask you to write a eulogy. I, I, I well, I wasn't going <laughs> to use it, but I have something written down. Some things, By some thoughts um, about our good friend Leslie. When when Greg called me to and specifically asked me, Jeff, to uh, eulogize the the late great Leslie Nielsen, I, I, I thought to myself, there are so many people that really could be doing a much better job than me of this. I mean, so many, so many friends of his, so many just excellent, uh, the, 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 the famous, the, the, the funny, the, the, the well thought of, but I realized that I'm the perfect person to eulogize him because I have seen scary movie three, <laughs> which he played the president of the United States. Um, fighting aliens, kind of like from the movie Signs, and um, changed my life 
in a lot of ways. The first way is I didn't see Scary Movie 4. Um, but <laughs> aside from – no, uh, it, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stop this. But no, Leslie Nielsen, I, to, to do what I think we're all going to do real fast – what a funny, funny, funny guy. I mean, just the master of the straight face. Um, hilarious. Makes the movie Airplane. Um, Dynamite and the Naked Gun. Wrongfully accused. Not a terrible movie, believe it or not. Uh, the guy, and from what I understand, pretty class act as well. So, you know, he'll be missed um, on the silver screen and in the world. Yeah, I actually uh, haven't... Uh seen a ton of things with him in it now that I'm looking back over everything. It's I've seen him in the Naked Guns, and I've seen him in Airplane, and that's it. And I just, I don't know, I can't help feeling, you know, like, am I missing out on a lot more? And now maybe I should go see Scary Movie 3 or 4. <laughs> no? No? <laughs> That'd be a great way to respect his, uh, his, respect his memory by seeing Scream 3. <laughs> Um, so you're telling me you didn't see Forbidden Planet, 1956? No. Mods, no. come on. You know I didn't see Forbidden Planet. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to Jim. He was like oh, a thought. He was, yeah, he was like 25. He was like, yeah, he was like 25 or something, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did uh, not see that. The thing, to we don't usually uh, do a memorial, memorium for uh, actors all that often. We did one for Paul Newman. Uh, we did, what, two or three more. I'm trying to remember who else. But, um, you know, actors die all the time, left and right. They're like, it's it's actually sort of tragic, all the actors that die. Um, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and uh, I think this is the first one that's really hit me. Like, Paul Newman was close. Paul Newman, amazing in all ways. But in terms of my personal life that I've, like, that I grew up with, Leslie Nielsen's getting there because when – Watching, like, to that point when I was, like, 13, 14 years old where, like, saying a naughty word was just the best thing you could do and the coolest thing you could do. And just watching a movie and knowing, like, the sex jokes. Yeah, it still is the coolest thing. You're right. Um, There were two movies that fought for my affection, and that was Airplane and Top Secret. And Leslie Nielsen being a big face of Airplane, obviously, just being completely fucking hilarious. Naked Guns were obviously to follow and very good, too. But, um both just huge influences. Like, I don't know how many nights we stayed up watching airplane and top secret, but it's a lot and family staple. Right. I, uh, yeah, I, I had seen airplane before I met you guys, but the first time I saw a top secret was with you guys. Not that we're really talking about that, right. but definitely I, I watched airplane probably 15 to 20 times with, with Greg, uh, and, just, I mean, I we we've watched it with the commentary on. We watched we've watched Airplane on at least two continents. Like, right. It, it, that movie has been a big part of our lives. Um, and I, I I must admit, as as Jim did, that I haven't seen a like majority of his films at all. I actually, when I had heard he died, and when I knew we were going to be talking about him a little bit, and that was actually when I called Jeff to say that, hey. Uh, Leslie Nielsen died, and then he said, oh, you want me to write him? Never mind. Oh, uh, we won't get that. <laughs> so uh, I started looking up Forbidden Planet cuts on YouTube, and I must admit, I, I'm, I, it caught my curiosity. I got to go see it. He actually plays a, a dramatic role in that, but it looks so awesome. Uh, special effects from 50, 1956 are like Ed Wood movies all over again. It's it's fantastic. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I, much TV work on that resume, too. It's crazy. Yeah. 
something like uh, what was it, fifteen hundred television programs he's been over in over his uh, his That's career. Ridiculous. Yeah, fifteen hundred, and he's Canadian. You know, our friends, the neighbors of the north. You know, he's he's a good guy. Uh, but I like I don't know. I, I guess I can't really say enough about uh, just how many laughs I've shared with. I guess not him because he was never laughing in, in any of those. But <laughs> that's true. Uh, but shared with friends over movies I've I've watched with him in it, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a sad sad. I mean, is there anybody that's really mastered the art of buffoonery more than him? I'm not sure. But who's that? Uh, who's that Bean guy? Michael about... Bean. Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> no, no, no. You're Rowan Atkinson. That's the first thing I thought of. But no, he do- he he doesn't hold a candle. The first thing I thought it was See, Greg better not say Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyhow. Um, He's still giving us laughs. He's deader than a doornail. Oh, God bless him. Even, like, even John, John, John Candy, who we also talked about a little bit when he died, especially since in the, the episode, John Candy, I'm dead, the movie hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That might, like, to that even him great. was a, for some reason even though he was more of I guess his movies were more my era I still was not affected much by John and John Candy did some good humor compared to uh, uh, a lot of people and uh, but yeah uh, I guess uh, Le- Leslie Nielsen we uh, salute you and good luck and uh, you'll be missed uh, you will stay be. classy it's a sad day it's a sad day uh, so moving on in uh with great respect to Leslie Nielsen, we have to talk about other things. We have to move, live on, live our lives like he would like like us to with uh, raw sewage and whatever. Uh, so huh? raw sewage, I, lo- I I love it. I love it. I love it. I said it. I love it. Yeah. Sorry. It's police academy I, quotes, people. Police yeah. academy. Jeff doesn't. Know I said police academy. I meant naked gun. I don't know. Yeah, why I said police academy. Well. Naked Guns based on the Police Academy, uh, Police TV Squad. Sh- oh, Police Squad. You're right. Oh my God! Did I just? Yeah. I, just I just suckered you into my. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, right. So, Jeff, I believe you have a movie review for us. Yeah, um, I went uh, with my girlfriend and saw Morning Glory. Awesome. I'm curious. I'm very curious. Uh, um, really? I don't know. If you, let me let me let me just say your curiosity right now. It's a chick flick. Ru- Surprise! Uh, it's, it's, okay. a, it's a rom-com, rather. I like specifically. Uh, I didn't actually know that it was going to be that. I thought it was going to be like one of the uh, like a television production comedy drama thing. You saw that Rachel McAdams was in it, right? She was in um, the Notebook. Is that the movie you're looking uh, for? <laughs> Wedding Crash. She was she was in Wedding Crashers. You're right. And I don't she's... think like you think. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. No, it it it, uh, it was okay. Uh, for the, like it it had that that huge fallacy though of like okay like here here are some people and they're in this situation and Harrison Ford was was actually like pretty good in it. it his like his role wasn't that great but it's the type of role that I'd like to see him taking we kind of talked about this before how he really it would be good to see yeah, trying to get out of the change gears here <laughs> yeah and kind of do like the the elderly, or not elderly, but like the older, like you know, grizzled kind of guy, Curmudgeon. and um, yeah, the curmudgeon. He was he was curmudgeonly, and there there were in the movie there were several like 
changes of heart that really didn't seem to come from anywhere, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay. Um, like, I don't know. It, it, there were several, like, they, they make these sort of thin, but, you know, definitely, like, uh, archetypal characters that you, you think you know who you're, but then they do something like out of character, and it's not like it's out of character because like they're surprising you or something. It's just like it just doesn't work with their character. Anyway, it's 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 a romantic comedy. It was it was okay. It had some funny parts, and that's my review of it. That's abs- so Harrison Ford did all right. Harrison Ford was okay. good, yeah. And it was that's, interesting that's to see him in that role. Yeah. See, I've only Jeff Goldblum was uh, was in it for very briefly, and he was okay too. I'm sorry, you said Jeff Goldblum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. God God bless Jeff Goldblum. God bless I like old men. <laughs> so I've only seen McAdams in Wedding Crashers, I think, before, and I don't know that I've ever – oh, no, I saw her in Sherlock. Holmes. Holmes. Yep. yep. But uh, I don't know. When I saw her in Wedding Crashers, she just had this very, like, open personality, like, be easy to get along with. I mean, is that portrayed in this character too? She's something- like the, the nice, like, sort of, like – um, naive workaholic in this. Yeah, because like, it, yeah, it just doesn't seem like she's going to be getting a lot of the roles of like the neurotic. They're yeah, I can't even talk. The neurotic woman, you know, and the lovesick. No. You know, she's pretty straightforward then. Yeah. <laughs> you sound so admit, excited. What, what, what Jeff's trying to say is she did not show any flesh in this movie. Is what <laughs> it's almost exactly what I'm trying to say. I should have gone and seen Love, love and Other Drugs, apparently. <laughs> yeah. You really should <laughs> You really should have went and saw that. Um, so, I guess people out on a date go see the movie, but no one else. Yes. Yeah, I've got a question about that, actually. Do you, yeah. like, you know, you're delving in a whole new realm of movies now that you're dating. And, like, is it affecting your reviews at all? I mean, do I have What's to... What's that like? Do I, have to, <laughs> do I have to take your reviews with a grain of salt now? I mean, are you the same reviewer you were before? He's got a point. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I think that my, uh, my my tolerance for bullshit, if anything, has gone has has, has gotten weaker. Um, I I I don't like crappy movies still, uh, despite having uh, having a female. She even knows like. During previews for, or during like the the trailers before the movie, like we'll we'll basically like exchange the like I want to see that, but you don't. Uh, and then I want to do that, but you don't. And uh, neither of us want to see that. And the there's no way in hell I'm seeing that with you. Like there are several different like um, it, like every romantic comedy that comes up, they're all the exact goddamn same. And she wants to see all of them. You know, it's, <laughs> it's great. Like it's fine. And yep. I always just go no. <laughs> and then every once in a while, there will be a, a trailer for a movie that looks looks like interesting for both of us. Uh, this time it was uh, The King's Speech. Looks like it might be kind of good. So, uh, Jim, I forgot. Jesus, now I forgot what I was going to say because Jeff kept on talking. Uh, oh yeah, this is this is the girl that likes Always Sunny in Philadelphia too. By the way, she uh, she apparently is a big fan. So something to think about. And I'm happy you went and saw this movie, Jeff, because I was actually thinking about biting the bullet and going to see it, and it was probably going to be on my, on my own. And, and now you don't have to. Yeah, now I do not have to, and I'd have been I'd have been in tears. I'm sure I'd have been in tears. Um, yeah. So I guess that brings us to our. Uh, our next movie review, which we talked about a little bit last week. I went and saw Harry Potter and Thou Deathly Hallows, part one. And, <laughs> and <laughs> Jim. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Did I talk about that voice too? Am I missing something? Yeah. Yeah. More time. 
Jim went and saw it this weekend. Uh, James, would you like to uh, go over your experience? Um, I actually like this movie. Uh, it's the first one I've seen in the theater. And this amazes me, by the way. First one you've seen. Why? Like, why avoid it till now? Why avoid? It wasn't it a conscious thing. It just so happened that I never went to go see any of the other ones in the theater. I don't know where I was when other people were seeing it, but I mean, I've never read the book, so I wasn't super excited about the the uh, you know the movies. But it is a theme that I generally like. So I, on that hand, it is kind of surprising. But regardless, this is the first one. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's definitely a change of pace to all the other Harry Potter ones, and I think that adds to why I really ended up enjoying this movie. Um, there's a lot of downtime with uh, Harry and Hermione just kind of hiding out, and for whatever reason... Where was Ron? Um, Ron came and went. He they, There was a falling what? out, basically. And First, well, yeah. Is like, it because, <clears throat> because Harry and Hermione are really meant for one another? Probably. Right, uh, I have to wait till the final chapter to find out. Right. So we'll, we'll, we'll throw an extra spoiler down here. We're going to talk about Harry Potter. Yeah, pretty in-depthly. So, so the, the thing that ends up happening is they have uh, – Jeff, you've seen all the movies to the, till now, right? You haven't seen this one. And, Jim, what I want to point out is even though you haven't read any of the books and you haven't seen, them at the mo- seen any of these movies at the theater, you've seen them all, and you might even own some. Do you or no? Uh, there are some in the household. I own none of them personally. But, okay. Yeah. And you have seen all the movies prior to I have seen them all. Okay. Um, But they, uh, Hermione, Harry, and Ron end up sort of like in the, in the care of a couple of uh, extra characters in the beginning of the movie. And as Jeff had asked me before, uh, Fleur, I think it's Fleur Delacour, the the female that's also in, uh, in Bruges. Uh, She's in it for a little bit. Uh, They are actually, there's a scene where it's her getting married to Bill Weasley. Who you finally, who you meet for the first time, at least in the movies. I don't know if not as cool the as the other twin brothers. Not, yeah. Um, but so, not, you know, who is? Yeah. So, uh, what ends up happening is the, the three end up having to to leave everyone, and they're hanging out on their own, and they have the whole crux they have from the last movie, and they're like, <laughs> not unlike Frodo, they're wearing it in turn. They're wearing it because it wears wears them down and makes them piss yeah, off at so each they other. Take turns. Yeah. So they take turns wearing it and. They end up getting in a fight, which is somewhat due to the the whole crux, and then Ron takes off. Um, anyhow, um, the the couple things a couple things I wanted to bring up, and the first one would be, um, I really like what I mentioned this last week. Director David Yates seems to be trying his best to ruin this movie. Like it seems like anyone could pick up this movie and just make millions. Like it's just a franchise that's destined for billions of dollars. But um, I had even read. Uh, Yates quoted at saying, "I want to shake things up every time I go into this world." Talking about how he he uh, for this movie he wanted to get as many um, handheld cameras as possible and shoot the movie for it. And this is one of the movies that, and the first time they really get to leave Hogwarts and go like, "There's, I don't yeah. think there's a shot in Hogwarts." This, this and there's movie. a lot of interaction in like real cities and stuff, which right. is a lot different than what you're used to by watching the right. movies. And it didn't bother me that much until the a couple of the action scenes. And um, I'm guessing you, you noticed the one I talked about last week where it's sort of during the body snatcher scene where you just cannot tell what the hell is going on. And it had to be a just complete conscious decision when you're looking through that because yeah. all you hear are like wand snaps and just that's it. Yeah. And, and I just... in that situation, it it almost lends itself better than most fight sequences because you're trying to get the frantic – you know, chase part of it down, 
but he keeps it still way too tight to see what the heck's going on in a lot of that right. action, and that's where he loses me. Like in parts, it's fine, but he's got to do it. In, he's got to do it in moderation, you know. So. Um, yeah, it's that part annoyed the hell out of me. The opening scene annoyed the hell out of me, which is just a, a it's the very opening frame is a tight shot on two eyeballs, and yeah, literally, and it's. It's pretty much the Ministry of Magic just saying, hey, we're still here, powerful, and ready to stop Voldemort. And you just don't like the like, way it was shot? Like, yeah, I don't like the way it was yeah. shot. And I actually, I was talking to uh, Michelle, who was host of the show, great, great friend of the show, my sister, Jim's sister, Jeff's acquaintance. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, they're just acquaintances. Take that. So, <laughs> so, uh, and we had talked about it a little bit, and she wasn't sure if that part was even in the book, and it just seemed really weird. Anyhow, uh, Next thing I want to bring up, there's a part, and this is where the Deathly Hallows comes in. There's a, pretty much like a childhood story about the Deathly Hallows, which, I, again, I haven't read the books. And they bring in, actually, this is the only thing that Yates did well, which was actually just getting someone else to do the animation sequence. And it's completely awesome. And I was it curious, is. Wait, yeah, I, I really it. enjoyed that sequence. It's and, a whole uh, children's story told in animation, and it's really good. Right. It's And it's Arm, uh, Hermione uh, narrating the whole thing. No, it's the... It's uh, it's Dobby. <laughs> is, it Dob- <laughs> is it Dobby? No, it's, it's uh, Xenophilus or whatever. Like uh, the names in that, oh, the names in this book just piss me off sometimes. Yeah, it's, I had a hard time keeping track of names. Like when they oh, just said, yeah. "Oh, so and so has the pendant." Like, well, I'm gonna have to wait until he shows up on screen because I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, did the name. We'll get to the name dropping in a second. So the animation, which I I really think people should do. I have no problem with people doing this more often. It was a part where they just break into a children's story. And they cut away from all the real action, the real live action, and go into an air, uh, animation, which was not done by uh, Yates. It was actually apparently done by Ben Hibben, a Swiss animation director. Yeah. Uh, I haven't anyhow. seen this technique very much at all. I mean, the last time I remember seeing something like this was like Kill Bill when they did that one. Uh, right, right. That one sequence. Of, uh, which, from what I had heard, was character. was implemented because the the amount of graphic violence he wanted to input like in real life was so much that he was going to get like a NC 17 or something rating. So he did it in animation gotcha. and kept it down, which was genius, but probably not the uh, same case here. Right. Right. Um, but the animation was, it was beautiful. I liked it. It lent really well to the story and I'm happy they did it. I just wanted to comment on that see what you thought. And, yeah. Uh, definitely enjoyed it. That was uh, one of the, the keeper parts of this. Right. And, uh, the, yeah, like the name dropping you were just saying, like when I again I haven't read the books. I know you haven't, and when you see this, at least, at least as a non-book reader, just you need to be patient to find out who the hell out everyone is. And I, even when they showed the person, they introduce a character and then he's disposed of in two seconds. Like you, it's it's so I don't know. It's it's bunched. It really is. And I uh, I felt that that lost a couple things, but. Yeah, there's some people that like partook in some of the scenes where they didn't even need to introduce them. Just put them in there. Don't name them. Just let's go, you know, and we right. would have been fine. Um, and I, I know Jeff sort of feels like a fifth wheel around here because he's useless. But um, I'll, the last thing I want to bring up is it felt uh, the the Godfather-esque table scene where all the, the Death Eaters are around mm-hmm. talking yep. about what to do with Harry really Potter or whatever in the beginning. And the snake coming up and jumping at the camera. Mm-hmm. And there's also a similar thing when they go to, like, Godric's Hollow and they run into the trap where the, the girl is, like, there's a snake sort of, like, illusion around a snake as a person and the snake comes after him. And it, it's probably because movies aren't made for me anymore because I'm so old. But 
Um, Michelle had brought up a good point when we were talking about it. This movie was possibly going to be treated for a 3D. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like, yeah, and there were a lot of a, like there were a lot of those jump out at you moments that I don't think ended up like I, I found them annoying. But I think the reason they put them in there was hopefully to do a, a 3D thing, and that just points out that they're fucking everything up because of 3D. <laughs> I'm glad somebody's listening to James Cameron. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> it, it pissed me off. That I don't know if you, you That part didn't really bother me. I noticed it, but then it was gone like it didn't stick with me at all. So it's just whatever. Right. And did you did you feel cheated that you're pretty much paying to see a movie that's a setup for another movie? Um no, not really. I mean, I knew that going in, so what's the harm, I guess? I mean, and that was kind of some of the reason I liked it too, is because it felt like a calm before the storm type of movie, and it it was such a different pace than the rest of them. Because the other movies just seemed like it was just okay, we're doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this, end of movie. Where this one just like okay, we're in trouble. Let's go into hiding for a while. We're hanging out. We're hanging out. You know, kind of do something here and there, and that's about it. And then I don't know that this movie ended up being probably my second favorite of the bunch. To tell you the truth. Yeah, and I, I do have, and even though I can nitpick and talk about these things, like the dance scene was really bizarre to me. Yeah, that uh, part was and it, I don't know. I kind of like the idea behind it, but the way he pulled off the scene just seemed like it was more of a I'm going to try and seduce you type setup before instead of like I'm trying to cheer you up type of setup. Yeah, to, think, to explain the, the scene to Jeff and others, uh, pretty much – Ron just takes off, and Hermione and uh, Hermione and uh, Harry are just sort of like moping around the tent. Yeah. And then they decided there's music out yeah, on the radio, radio, and they just, and Harry asks Hermione to dance, and it was the most awkward fucking yeah. thing you've ever seen. The on, way he on approaches film. her, it's just like it's it, almost lovingly, and just like takes her hand, and it's like what the hell's going on? Terrible. It's, it's awesome. It's it's completely awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So. Good movie. It's very uh, exciting. It's very exciting. <laughs> and, and there were parts of the the plot that I didn't know about, and still don't know why things were certain ways. And I don't know if it's because I haven't read the books or what the deal is. Right. Um, I guess we won't we won't spoil it too much. There there was one more thing I want to talk about, but it's pretty much the whole movie. So, um, yeah. I in general, I liked it. Sounds like you really liked it. And, I did. I think uh, I, I, I would. I put than... it like. My third or fourth, maybe on my on my Harry Potter list, but uh-huh. yeah, um, like like you said, it's nice that there's a more con- there's a more like impar- like imminent sense of danger in this one than there are in the others, and even like even though it's sort of supposed to be there, you don't feel it at all, and uh, yeah, I, I liked it. So done with the Harry Potter. Fuck Harry Potter. He's over. Oh, one other one other thing. Uh, the next movie comes out soon. It's actually July uh, 15th or so uh, uh, this coming year. So it's going to be only six months of the next one, which is going to be interesting. And I'm curious, do you... I, I guess it's going to make billions it's coming out in s- summer. Like, Do you guys even care that they're not doing the normal winter release? Uh, they've had a summer release before on this series. but it They was, did, but it, it, was was because the right, yeah. it was because the writer's strike. Right, yeah. Um, it doesn't really bother me. It does seem like a good fall one for me, but yeah. like, this, is it too soon? Is six months too soon? I guess is the question. Um, no, I think it's appropriate since this is originally supposed to be one book split in half. Jeff, take. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So uh, this does, Jeff. This is this is your part. This is your part. This is your dialogue. Uh, 
We do get to our uh, Parker Posey play along, which before we do get to Jeff, though, the Parker Posey play along, the, the best thing ever. Uh, we had a question last week from Jim. Fantastic one. The question was, what's your favorite sound effect? And Josh was actually here to answer this. Jeff was not. Jeff, did you want to comment on uh, how, the, how the Parker Posey went? What would you think? I like that a lot of the answers came from bad horror movies. <laughs> that was a, a turn I didn't expect. I expected pure sci-fi, to tell you the truth. So that's kind of cool that there was another genre that I definitely wasn't thinking of. Oh, you know what I didn't think of? Lightsabers. Yeah, lightsabers yeah. I expected. One that I expected that didn't show up was the malfunctioning of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> that is pretty good. The hyper, the hype, jump to hyperdrive. Yeah. So, yeah, there is definitely a lot of material out there. I It was a tough question to answer live. And I actually, um, Josh brought his answers to the boards, and he actually, he wrote that, right? Not you, Jim? The, Correct. Because it's completely wrong. Apparently he remembers that ghoulie being the flying ghoulie. Josh, that the the flying gooey was the bat one with like really like lizard green skin. You're thinking about the cat one that does the meow. That's that's the cat one, and he walks with hooves. And yeah, anyhow. cats don't have hooves, you idiot. This one did, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So Josh, <laughs> okay. For those reading Josh's answer, centaur. for those reading Josh's answer, it's not it's not accurate, but. I forgive him because Ghoulies Two is a really tough movie to. You know, follow. It, was, it was his first Parker Posey play along on air. You know, it, right? He was, yeah, it's it's not it's, it's not tough. easy. There's a lot of pressure. I should be talking. I should be apologizing anyways because I had a really hard time answering it. I didn't even come up to an answer until somebody brought up Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and then then I suggested the the baby clown noises, the kid clown noises, because they are hilarious. And uh, even KPW gave me props for it, which I appreciate. I but, did like uh, Varus's description of his favorite. T-Rex roar from Jurassic Park. He described That's, it as a lion humping a whale. And I, I, I can't really figure that out, but I love it anyway. It, that is an iconic, like, it it's, almost like, it's almost like picking the MGM cat roar before a movie starts. Like, <laughs> it really is. It's been, it was in every single fucking trailer for those movies. Um, two, three, one. It's, it's like a, what is it? Uh, Narnia. Who's the, what's the Narnia cat's name? It's like his roar. They use it at the end of every trailer. I don't know, so I'm just going to call him Dumbledore. <laughs> Dumbledore the cat. <laughs> uh, the lion in that. It's, I know, uh, Aslan, that's it. Uh, Aslan, Aslan. <laughs> uh, right, so that that was the old Parker Posey, though, going in with the new, tossing out the old, going with the new, and the new Parker Posey is Jeff's question. Okay, um, my question is, if someone were to sit you down and force you to watch an actor or actress's entire catalog. Um, and it's got to be somebody that's been in, a, in uh, somebody that's acted in several movies, not like Bill Clinton, who's only acted in a couple. Um, <laughs> um, who it's very exciting! <laughs> I, I spent a little bit of time looking for that video and couldn't find it, by the way. I'm I was going to say, that soundbite would be great. It's very exciting! <laughs> Uh, who would would that actor or actress? Oh, we can just say actor now, can't we? we yeah, it's. it's I believe actor it. is a legit term for both boys or males and females. Okay, very good. Who would that actor be? Hmm. So uh, wait, wait. They force you to sit. sit so you you get, to choose, you get to choose, but yeah, even though they're forcing you to sit down and watch. Okay, yeah, it's it's some it's some twisted sadist. Uh, you know who's who, who's really weird. It's like I'm it's, cured. Big God, <laughs> it's like Kevin Spacey in um, in Seven, kind of, 
Like, but with movies, um, it all makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this is this is hypothetical, not like your ice cream question, <laughs> based on concrete reality. All right, forced to sit so, down a, a actor's entire catalog. What would it be? Okay. Um, I I went through a few uh, a few people, um, and I I wound up landing. And you'd think I'd say Bill Murray, uh, but I won't because I always say Bill Murray. Um, that's the only reason, though. I wound up landing on Paul Newman. Uh, everything that guy got, does is gold. Everything I've seen him in, I've loved. Like a lot, like a lot of movies, and uh, and the stuff I haven't seen him in, I'm interested in seeing him in. Hmm. Has to be actor. You mean as opposed to like or a director? Actress. Well, I, yeah, but as opposed to director or something. Mm, yeah, I, like no, we're gonna go actor okay. right? because right. director, like you could see, and like again, it's gonna be smooth and extensive category. Hmm. I'm almost thinking about going the <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, like <laughs> right? Yeah, Jessica Alba. <laughs> If I'm going to stare at something Crazy for 12 hours, words. it better be, better be sexy. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Um, hmm. That's tough. Now, could go with educational. Like, I haven't seen a lot of these people, this person's movies. I'd like to see him. Paul Newman's not a bad, bad answer on that end. I've seen a lot, quite a few of his classics, but not, not. he's obviously been in a ton of movies, and I haven't seen a lot of them. And that would be uh, this would be a great place to put Leslie Nielsen. I've only seen four or five of his movies I'd can say I, can I be Greg for a moment yeah I have a question yeah are sure. we get, are we does it matter the order we watch these in interesting excellent question yes we're gonna go yes it's gotta be chronological okay why you might ask because <laughs> audio autobiographical because <laughs> uh, that's important it really is because if somebody's you know career is tailed up, off at the end I'm not sure I want to finish like that Clint Howard would be a great choice for this. No, no, it wouldn't. <laughs> I'm gonna call you out right now. No, no, it won't. Um, I may have to do it anyway, and I might have to be really boring and pick my version of Jeff's Bill Murray, but I might have to There's go with Ford. Harrison Ford. Hmm. Hmm. Get off my plane. Get off. Yeah, my I've never plane. seen that movie. To tell you the truth. There you go. Gary Oldman. Gary oh, Oldman with the ooh, best Russian there's accent. There's one big problem with, oh, man, do I really want to do that? I forgot. I, for, I forgot he's an apocalypse now. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you're going to have to watch Crystal Skull. Yeah, again. towards the end, too. That's that's rough. Oh. That's, that's but I get all the Star Wars. I've, I got Raiders. Oh, man. Fugit is watchable. Jack Ryan's are watchable. Fugitive <laughs> is fantastic. Devil's Own is really boring. The Widowmaker. I'm, I'm going with the Harrison Ford just because I've got no better choice at this point. Firewall. <laughs> That's the part that scares me. Is the end is mostly stuff I six seen. days, seven nights, random hearts. Yeah. Okay. I've got one. I've got a good one. Well, I've got an out of the box one. Um, and I actually had read about this guy recently. Uh, I, fr- I think the movie's Red State, the new Kevin uh, Smith movie coming out. Uh, it's the one that we said he shot and, uh, sh- and <laughs> edited it all with- at the same time. Yeah, edited it at the same right. time and had it at the same at the the closing, the the cast party. 
or uh, the rat party. Anyhow, um, this guy was in that movie, and Kevin Smith saying that he was the most professional uh, actor he worked with. He de- he demanded to do. Uh, um, he was his own stand-in. He did not have a stand-in uh, for him. He, he stood in all all the setups. His name is, uh, as you know him, is John Goodman. And there are a lot, there are a lot of movies I haven't seen John Goodman in, but there are a lot of movies that I have that I have liked. Uh, and we'll start, namely, with King Ralph. First off, let's just get that out of the way. John Goodman is fan- a pretty darn good choice. Uh, yeah, I think you're gonna, see, you're gonna watch a lot of movies, but that is a good choice. Yeah, I think. Well, Paul, like, well, I guess we can compare this head to head with Paul Newman, but um, I know I'm sure John Candy, just because he wasn't get, making much money through his voice and acting career around, but he's in a lot of good movies, and there are a lot Speed of things Racer. I haven't seen him in, and yeah, Speed Racer, which I think five people saw, but it could be a good movie, and uh, yeah, I think I'm really curious on how great of an actor he is. Like the movies I've seen him in, I'm really liked. And he seems really um, – he doesn't get the press. And I'm, I'm really curious if he just – the movies I've seen him in are just, you know, like a uh, one flash of greatness or if he's actually uh, awesome. And You uh, are going to have to sit through Blues Brothers 2000, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one what? night at cool. Great news, though. I get to watch him in Arachnophobia once again, which is fantastic. Um, the Jungle Book 2. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and uh, I guess this, this sort of comes, the love comes from the Coen Brothers movies to start with, but I, uh, I I think there will be some good movies there. Punchline, Punchline was a fantastic movie. That was a good movie. Yeah, there, yeah there's, there's, there's some stuff out there. I like your there. choice, I like your choice. Yeah, so John Goodman, ladies and gentlemen, is the, is the one I'm picking. And uh, I think... And I'm assuming there's some understood, unwritten, like, minimum to, you know, this person's career. You can't pick, like, you know... Somebody with six movies under the belt. Right, like, yeah. Like Daniel Radcliffe? Some of the relatively extensive. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah Dan- exactly. Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. That's what I, was, that's what I thought of first. <laughs> like, I want to see Harry Potter's. Uh, sweet. So uh, a great question, Jeff. I guess uh, say it one more time and we'll, we'll wrap this bitch up. Don't call it. <laughs> Don't. Um, yeah, uh, so if some bizarre, whacked-out sadist... Uh, sat you down and asked you first uh, who, but then you had to sit down and watch all of that actor's movies uh, in a chronological order. Which actor would you pick? All right. Fantastic. The question will be at the boards at com for everyone to answer and play around with. And I uh, I appreciate all the answers, by the way. It's, we're getting to uh, getting close. It was it was snowing out today. It's like Christmas time. Yeah, out. it's cold out there. It's, it's like it's like Christmas. It's like Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess you know it's like a lot of holidays this this month. But it's like Pearl uh, Harbor Day. <laughs> Sorry, that's next week. There's no another holiday in December. Oh, fantastic! I uh, yeah. Anyhow, it's moments like this you you're reminded that everyone's uh, everyone's a part. Everyone's part of the same same party, and uh, I I think. Uh, I've been very, very happy with our progress, and I'm happy you guys have been listening, and I'm happy with all the answers, and I am, uh, I am thankful. I guess I should do this on Thanksgiving. And uh, Jeff your and James, I, I am also thankful for uh, your input. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this one. Thanks for stopping by. Greg, I'm thankful for your friendship. Aw, thanks, buddy. It's a lot to me. I, uh, 
You mean a lot to me too, but uh, you need to stop talking because we got to close this up, Jeff. Well, we don't. Hey, we don't. Drive safe, people. <laughs> it really do. It's snowing out here in Michigan. I don't know what's like out out in the world, but uh, yeah, drive safe and uh, take care, everybody. The Morgan Freeman WikiLeaks prosecution movie hour. Take care.